two so far this November. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Roscoe Torangatlin reveals one of the big reasons Wales have started this Under Armour series so well. What's been very positive about our first two games has been the reduction in the amount of turnovers that we've had very low in, against Scotland and against Australia. Prop Win Jones explains the way to take on Tonga. If they're big guys, you know, you need to tire them out and also run them around the park and not going to arm wrestle them all day, you know, definitely you got to beat them in every aspect really. While Wales women's scrum half Fionn Lewis can get advice on international competition from one of her brothers. He's in touch bodybuilding, he's won seven titles. I recently just beat Alan Swashnicker's record. Uh, Flex is an example that he's looked very hard to get to where he is. And that's a really interesting story coming up later. We'll also hear much more about the state of South Africa's women's rugby. But we'll start with the Under Armour series and it's two from two so far for Wales and Tonga this weekend. 14 changes as Wales coach Warren Gatland uses his strength in depth with Leicester's Jonah Holmes at fullback. Look, he's impressed us at training so far. He gets an opportunity in this game. He's been playing at fullback. It's a position that we want to create some more depth in. And we know for a number of games for Leicester, he's been top try scorer for them and um, playing on the wing. I think before he went to Leicester, he was top try scorer in the championship with Leeds. So, look, he's got that ability. We want to see him at fullback. With Liam, we know what we've got. He can cover wing, playing on the wing for Saracens. And we know he can do a job at, at fullback as well. A lot of responsibility on Dan Bigger for this game with less experienced guys around him in the back line? Yeah, I think the responsibility is not so much on Dan as is really on those players that have, that have come into the side that the biggest thing that's going to affect their performance isn't their ability as rugby players, is, their, is potentially their lack of communication and lack of talk and being quiet on, on the field. So that's kind of what we've been putting up to the players this week is about making sure they communicate from the outside in, uh, the information goes so everyone is comfortable in their roles and, and mistakes don't happen sometimes on the field because of lack of skill or sometimes they happen because of lack of communication and, play, and the, the small chat that you're looking between players on the field. So that's going to be I mean, their challenge this week and I think for Dan is just to take his opportunities at starting in that 10 and just concentrating very much on his own performance. Do you allow the players any extra latitude this week because they haven't played together as a group? They have to gel on the field before they produce a performance? Yeah, I think the challenge for us is that what's been very positive about our first two games has been uh, the reduction in the amount of turnovers that we've had very low in, against Scotland and against Australia, you know, significantly lower than we've, we've had in the past. And what's hurt us in the past is when we have made a lot of changes and unfortunately our turnover rate goes up quite exponentially and so and that's what hurts you know it's not the ability of the players it's, it's just being accurate so um, you know for those that group of players it's, it's first of all about being accurate and then and then looking to take their opportunities. Ellis Jenkins big chance for him leading the side out in Cardiff obviously he's done it elsewhere what sort of captain is he? Yeah I think it's his first game at home as, as a player and, and captaining the side and uh, in fairness, both him and Corey did a brilliant job in the summer and, and Corey got the opportunity to captain twice and so I kind of felt it was um, Alice's turn to, you know, him to captain the side for, for the second time as well, a bit of a continuation of, of the summer. He came on with him, made a really good impact uh, on the weekend. He's, in, he's an intelligent rugby player, can cover the back row in all, in all positions and 
I don't think he's too worried about the captaincy. He's worried about his performance being being really important. And I think he'll do a good job and and hopefully get some of those other guys around him to support him. Are these players realistically playing for starting places against South Africa, or is it more in terms of squad places? Looking forward to Six Nations and, and Rugby World Cup. No, I think um, no, they're definitely playing for for spots. There's no doubt about that. In a number of positions, one or two positions, you know, we're looking at cover you know in terms of what a world cup squad might look like in terms of some positional cover and we've spoken about creating depth but not just depth in terms of having a strong second team but we want to, we want 31 players in that world cup squad who can feel comfortable about starting and really fighting for for starting positions and and we've gone a long way to to achieving that and um, so there's a big challenge for those players out to go out in this weekend and give a really good performance performance of accuracy and pride in wearing that jersey and and then the next step is to put us under pressure as coaches and selectors to to make it hard for, for selecting the team next week against South Africa. And what are you expecting from Tonga? Obviously they have best of the Pacific Islands this year. They've been strong. I mean the boys had 2007 last year had a good win against them in Auckland wasn't uh, which was tough. Tonga had a you know pretty comprehensive win last weekend against the French Barbarians. So they've had a game under their belt and they'll be, they'll be confident. And like I said, they've come from the Pacific Nations Cup and done extremely well. We expect them to be physical, direct. Uh, they've got some, a big forward pack, some big big ball carriers in, in the back line. And, um, you know, we have to play with a, a tempo and accuracy ourselves and try and make it as uncomfortable as we possibly can for them. Word about Liam Williams, 50th cap. He's uh, been great in the in the squad, and I think he's he's definitely a crowd favourite, and he's got better as um, season after season. He's you know he's such a combative, competitive sort of player. Um, definitely puts his body on the line, and, and hopefully he goes out and gets lots of touches, and, and and makes a real difference out there. For prop win Jones, it's a first start for Wales after coming off the bench nine times. Yeah, you know, it means a lot. I was due to start in Argentina, you know, and always dream to start for your country and to be pulled out injured, you know, is always a down on things, you know, and it was always something I wanted to come back and do. It's a really competitive squad here at the moment and I suppose it's a good place to be and, you know, it's good competition is always good. Maybe there's not much between the three of you at the moment? Yeah, I think all three of us are pushing each other in different aspects of our games, you know, and sometimes just one pushes the other and how we make good competition. Right, you've got a scrimmage against... Marfufia, 19 and a half stone, or yeah. Ben Tamaifuna, 24 stone. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can be as heavy as you want, you know, you're just technical, you've got to be correct, and scrummage against both of them in the past, you know, and uh, something I look forward to. What about facing such a big guy as Tamaifuna, though? Does it pose any particular technical problems? Sometimes, especially, you know, you technically got to be correct against someone of that weight, you know, but then also around the park, obviously, you know, probably makes it hard for himself to run round of that weight, you know, so maybe that's something we look at and look to run him about the park. Spent a lot of time on scrummaging, you know, we scrummage as an eight, you know, and if they scrummage individually, then maybe that's something, you know, we can go after. So, you know, it's, it's more of a case of scrummage as a team and do it for the team, you know. And what about uh, the moves among the players at the moment, 10 months out from the World Cup? You all got the World Cup in your, the back of your minds? I think that's every player's aim and, you know, to try and make the World Cup squad. I think that's what everyone's playing for now. You know, everyone wants to make that squad, you know. Yeah, I think it's in the back of everyone's minds, but, you know, you've got to be at your best to make the squad. And what do you think is the key to gelling quickly as a side this week after making 14 changes? 
Yeah, I think we're all on the same page in training anyway, you know, the whole squad, all the same calls that we've run the last few weeks. I don't think that's an issue, no, you know, it's just boys just stepping in, that's all. When you get all those caps coming off the, the bench, how different is it to start? Obviously, you'd want to start every game, you know, and you just take every opportunity as it comes, you know, so I'm sure it'll be a great experience here yeah, running out and starting. Why is it that against such a big side, the way to take them on often is in the most physical way, is forwards, line-out drives, you know, technical stuff? If they're big guys, you know, you need to tire them out and also run them around the park, you're not going to arm-wrestle them all day, you know, definitely you've got to beat them in every aspect, really. When you went through that in the summer, as you say, you're all slated and then you get the injury, was that, in terms of your career, was that one of the hardest moments to deal with? Yeah, especially with, I think, back-to-back injuries, you know, I got injured in Six Nations, injured on summer tour. This campaign, I was definitely an aim of mine not to get injured, you know, it's <laughs> one of those things, there's nothing much you can do about it, but, you know, that was definitely, you know, keep fit, keep myself on the field and enjoy every moment you play. Cotton rule for the next 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Second row, Jake Ball returns to the side after a period of injuries. It's massive, I'm just very, very excited to obviously put that jersey back on and, yeah, just can't wait for the weekend, really. What challenges will Tonga pose in particular then? You know, massive team, see looking through, you know, very, very big pack. Uh, it's going to be a physical game and, and that's where we've got a front up. We obviously pride ourselves uh, massively on our conditioning and hopefully we can play the sort of game plan where that might come into play as well. What's it like facing up against these uh, Pacific Island sides then? Yeah, look, it's a physical game. There's some big boys and they've just got to take in that physical side of the game and, and enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> enjoy it? Can <laughs> enjoy, you enjoy it? it? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what rugby's all about. It's about being physical and, and getting stuck in and we'll take that on. You know, the general sort of feeling around the camp is just excitement. There's a lot of players in there, including myself, that have got an opportunity. You know, I think we're just all excited to get out there on the weekend. Why is it when you're up against such big men, 24 stone props, etc., that often the most effective way to take them on is physically through line-out drives, through coordinated forward efforts. You know, with big guys, it's also taking, trying to take legs away. That is an effective way of doing it. You know, obviously, line-out drives, stuff like that. You know, it does tie players out, so that's probably why. Why are they sort of vulnerable to it? Is it that they're more individual? What's the key to it? They're big guys. Everyone knows, obviously, it's nice to try and move them around, but you've still got to be physical at the same time and take them on up front. You can't just be moving ball, you know, onto a wing or whatever. You know, you still have to go at them, so... Not long ago, you were the, the starting second row in the Six Nations. You get injured, you see Corey Hill come in, you see Adam Beard uh, being, you know, his praise has been sung now. What have you sort of made of the intervening period and how determined does it make you to regain that? Yeah, look, it makes me very determined. I was determined the whole time I was injured, you know. I think, you know, obviously sat there and a lot of the time in, in a gym on a bike or something like that and watching games and it was extremely frustrating for me. But like I say, I've had to bide my time and, and I get an opportunity this weekend you know, that excites me, to be honest. I've been training hard in here. You know, I've had to wait for my opportunity, but um, it's exciting and hopefully I'll go well on the weekend. A lot of changes for this game, but as people like yourself, like Dan Bigger, people with a lot of caps coming in, does that mean it's got a slightly different dynamic? You're still playing still playing for Wales and, and those boys, we've got to play as a team. You know, it's as simple as that. We've got to, got to all play together as a team. You know, I'm sure if we do that, we'll win. listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Now on to Wales women, a good win over South Africa last weekend. We'll hear from the South African camp shortly. But a few changes for their game against Hong Kong on Friday evening. That means a first start for scrum half Fionn Lewis. As we'll hear, she's some interesting family connections. But of course, she's excited about wearing the number nine Wales jersey for the first time. Yeah, amazing. Obviously, get my first cap last weekend. Came around sooner than expected, but I'm just really grateful for the opportunity, and I'm just excited 
now to uh, go into Friday night. I think we've built such uh, great momentum going from the South Africa game. There's such a good feeling in camp at the moment, so yeah, it just build it, builds me the confidence going into Friday night. Fionn, you're the member of your family that I'd heard of most. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I gather your brother's quite... Well, tell us a bit about him and the advice he can give you. Yeah, well, he's international bodybuilder. He's won seven titles. I recently just beat Arnold Schwarzenegger's record in the Olympia. Yeah, well, I got three brothers and, you know, we've all been brought up really well. We've been brought up with great morals. Our parents have installed into us that, you know, nothing comes easy. It all comes down to hard work. And I think what my brothers have achieved throughout their lives is transferred into me. And I've obviously looked up to them that uh, Flex is an example that he's worked very hard to get to where he is. You know, he got told he wasn't good enough. You know, he was a rugby player to begin with and he was very small. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wasn't very small back then, but you know, he got told he would never make it and he's learned to prove people wrong. I think that I've just transferred what he's had into me. And, you know, I was told I wasn't good enough and, you know, I wanted to prove people wrong. And all I, I think the start I've been able to get now is just come from hard work. Yeah, they have been really motivational for me and yeah, I'm lucky to have such a supportive family. He's competed at the highest level, he's, yeah. he's got millions of followers, is the stuff he's said to you about how you handle that high level competition? Yeah, he's been involved in that kind of public eye for quite a long time. I think it's just understanding the pressures but not um, changing your focus on the end goal. You know, you're there for a reason, you've worked hard to get to who you are and it's just, just ensuring that you don't get sidetracked from things on the outside world, you know, you're there for me, I'm there to play rugby and I'm there to do a job and I'm there to make my country proud and for him, you know, he's worked so hard to get to where he is and his end goal is that trophy which he's been able to lift. So I think it's just to ensure you just stay focused and, you know, don't trail off from what you've worked hard to achieve. And you're heavily involved around the Scars, disability rugby, helping to coach yeah. as well, junior level, just describe a bit more about that. Yeah, I've done a lot of work with Darren. He's one amazing guy. He's one. He really is inspirational. Yeah, it's just been a different side of rugby that I've really enjoyed being involved in. It's incredible that Doria works so hard to give so many opportunities. You know, we are working hard to make rugby as inclusive as possible. It's so rewarding to um, go into a session and see such happy children. And, you know, I get so much feedback from parents that, you know, they go home and they don't stop speaking about it. And they don't expect that there's opportunities out there for them. So I think it's really important that we keep pushing it and you know this is so beneficial and just trying to promote the inclusiveness of the game. Got obvious places to go for the strength and conditioning side, but you're a scrum half, you don't <laughs> you presumably don't want to bulk up too much. Um for me it's more I find rugby you, you it's more about being athletic, so for me as long as I'm fit enough and still I've still got my speed, the weight isn't not so much of an issue because if my weight's going up but I'm still stronger and I'm still fitter, it's only gonna benefit me. I feel like my attributes, I am quite powerful, so the heavier I am, it does like transfer quite well on the field. But like I said, as long as I'm still as fit and still as fast, the weight is just going to be beneficial for me. I do strength conditioning as a degree, so it is something I'm interested in and study on quite a lot. So I've got a better understanding of what's good for an athlete, and um, yeah, I'm happy with me. Currently. <laughs> do you get time to watch his competition in, in person and does he get time to come to matches at all? Or? Yeah, so I went out last year because I just turned 21 last year so I wasn't, my family only allowed me to go up last year. He won then, it was amazing because obviously being at home for so many, for the first of five, you have an understanding but you don't really see it as much and it was a different world out there and it was, it was amazing. He isn't, hasn't able to see me play yet, I don't think he's being watched uh, even a regional matchup because of the times he's only home. He's only home at Christmas where our season finishes then. 
Uh, he's actually messaging me this week, asking me when I was playing. He was absolutely gutted that there won't be a match for him to come and watch. But um, hopefully he'll be, we can arrange it in the future. That good win over South Africa and coach Roland Phillips has been able to make some changes, including a first start for flanker Manon Johns. We'll hear from her shortly, but first Roland explained his thinking. Yeah, I think the South Africa game, it gave us everything that we kind of expected or anticipated. We knew they were going to be physical. We knew they were going to be very, very direct. We planned for that. Amongst other things, the way we fronted up physically, certainly with our, our defence, not just the structures, but the actual contact area, which is something that we've probably had to work a lot on over the years of just being able to not just maintain the physicality in our game, but over a, over a period of 18 minutes, and because they stopped, didn't stop coming at us. It was really pleasing from that aspect. I think on review, we left some scores out there, and we probably looked at about four or five tries, which we were disappointed we didn't convert, but it was a real good performance to kick off this uh, autumn campaign. What's the thinking behind the selection this week then? Um, we want to keep some continuity, so um, a lot of players who came off the bench last week will start. Karen Lake is obviously not available, so Hannah Jones has come in after having a bit of time off herself. Your expectations of Hong Kong? We've had a look at the game against Spain. We know that they are emerging, but they were emerging in the World Cup, and they certainly give us a, a tough performance out there. We know that there's going to be a challenge, a different challenge than South Africa, but when I started off saying about areas of our game that we need to improve and we didn't capitalise on opportunities, we need to make sure that our game is better. A word about Manon winning her first start at a relatively young age. Yeah, 17 is very young age. <laughs> no, um, with Manon, the first thing we've got to make sure as coaches is that players handle physicality at uh, such a young age in a senior game. Manon is certainly somebody that we knew beforehand that we'd be able to handle it. She probably got on the pitch earlier than she might have expected, but looked really comfortable at this level against a very physical team. I thought she had an excellent game, and it's just natural now that uh, she has an opportunity to start. What's the, the news on... Uh Karen Lake's concussion and uh, Alicia Butchers came off early as well. Yeah, Alicia had, had um, a hamstring situation, so we're monitoring that to make sure that just a manager in the environment. Karen took a knock to the head, so we're just, you know, similar thing. We know where the emphasis now are on head injuries and how we need to make sure that's right, and so we're just doing everything through our medical team correctly as far as Karen's concerned. Fee again, you know, and I think both players have really capitalised on this fantastic regional um, programme we put in place. And, and you know we've seen with Fee potential, the intensity and the powerful approach and the powerful attributes she has as a player. So it was great to get her on the pitch and she certainly took the opportunity. And again, we're looking forward to seeing Fee start again, which is the, another step in the, her personal development. Manon, tell us about um, how it was making your debut last uh, weekend, just six minutes in, I think, probably an hour earlier than you might have expected. Yeah, it was a bit early to get on, but I, I loved it. Like I loved the experience, and I've always dreamt of getting my first cap ever since I started rugby, so I think it was the best way to get it, and to get most of the match as well, I was very pleased. So what's it mean to get a first start now, then? I'm really delighted, I'm happy. I wasn't expecting it, to be honest. I just want to show, that, like the team, that we can win and that progress onto the Canada game next. What's your background in rugby then? How long have you been playing for? I've been playing since I was seven with the boys and then like I played with the girls since year nine and then I still play for the under 18 club and but I've played for senior rugby regional this year and then I 
that allowed me to step up to national this year. So what's your, your club inside the Blues region then? Um, Cardiff Quinns, under 18s. Any particular uh, inspirations in rugby? Probably Sam Warburton and while I was growing up Rachel Taylor and probably Sean Harris because I used to watch them on TV and like I used to go watch the Six Nations matches. It's quite weird being in the environment with them now when I used to be little and watch them. It's weird to be training with them now but it only inspires me to carry on working harder so yeah. Now the game against Wales last Saturday was the first international test match for four years for South Africa's women. To find out more, here's their captain, Nolisandi Sobui. I'll say that now it, everything is coming right. As compared to the previous game that we played against Wales in 2014, it was a, um, a very difficult game. I think now we come in with a new girls that are not even kept. It's something that is, that is good for us. It shows that our rugby now is growing, it's going, it's going far. So you played then and so four years waiting for now back at 15s? I was only in 15s but we were only playing the interprovincial games, not the for the international games. So it's only now this year that we, are, we started last year but we didn't play the test. It's our first test for ever since 2014 so it's something that is coming right for us. So what does it mean for you to have this opportunity to come here and play outside of a World Cup? It's something that is big. Ever since 2014, we're just playing for our province and the club, and that was it. And then only the camps there and then. And then now to come up with a new girls like this, and they show their raw talent that they've got this. They want to be here, they want to show, they want to represent our country. So it's something that is good for us. Obviously, South Africa men's rugby is such a big tradition as one of the top teams. Where is the women's game? Where do you see the potential? I think we, if we can just go together, work as a team, and our management and our people that are representing in Insaru, we are going to be like just like them as we are growing. Because we have a road talent that is still at home. Now we have our kids that are like 20 years old and younger in our team. And there's a lot of physicality and, as you say, developing skills there. Yes, they are. They are. They are very physical. As you see that we have the prop that is only 20 years old. He's turning 20 this year. Where was the game lost today, in your opinion? I think it was in the scrums. We were just scrumming and because we see that they are so physical in the scrums. Uh, their forwards are so big and experienced. Like in forwards, there are only three, if I'm not mistaken, that are players that are experienced. So everyone is new. And you finished off with a little song and a dance. Uh, new Zealand do the haka at the beginning. What's, what was the thinking behind uh, that? It's something that is our culture, like singing. It's something that we do in South Africa. So that's why it's like that all the time. So singing is something that is making us strong, make us going forward. Interesting. And some promising signs, it seems, ahead there. So that's it for this week's Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. It should be a pair of fascinating games this weekend. Then it's South Africa for the men, Canada for the women, in two blockbusters to finish. Until next week then, goodbye.